uh, go live. Anybody that's uh, we're here. Okay, we're here. We're here. Welcome everyone to actually was life between lives. Now we had a new name for our show. Yeah. So it is the dance of soul. And you know, Regan Forston, who is a hypnotherapist through the Newton Institute, and I being the medium, Natasha Venter, who is one who does personal awareness life coaching, who's very intuitive, remembers being born. We wanted to keep the show going that used to be called Life Between Lives. With that, that Regan and I decided to change the name to it's called Dance of the Soul. And I have to look at my paper because I've thrown so many names <laughs> out there that was feeling right. And we, we settled on this one, which I'm very grateful for. And yeah. the reason why we're calling it the dance is because the soul dances through life. And it ain't always the easy dance. Many a times it's the dance of you have the wrong partner, you have the the wrong music, um, or you have too fast a music and you gotta hurry up and dance the the rhythm of it. And we're always we're always navigating through life. And and what we try to do here is is that even though our soul might be dealing with this life we're also dancing through many different lives. And I know many of us are going through life-altering changes. And Regan and I were just talking about this, that our soul is getting triggered by the dance of this life and other lifetimes. And Veronica says that, hey, I like that name. So thank you, Veronica, oh, for yeah. the, the feedback. I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we look forward to you being here, Veronica. You're always a joy to... Uh... To interact with that's just great yeah we we were um just talking about i mean everybody's been talking about it. if they haven't been they've been thinking about it just that say in the last two years i mean the world's been turned upside down but it's kind of mirroring our our lives it's not just what's happened uh, out there with covid and trump and all the turmoil and polit political turmoil it, it, that's just kind of a mirror i think for what's happening to all of us uh, and the changes. And sometimes, you know, uh, our subconscious, the way the subconscious works is it hates change. You know, once you, once you train the subconscious, you know, it, it's kind of set in stone and it just wants to keep on doing the same thing that it's familiar with. And that's not working anymore for so many people. And it's causing relationships to have issues and father, daughter, uh, you know, children relationships, uh, uh, work relationships, um, Every and that's why I think the world's gone a little nuts or crazy right now is because, you know, it's like we're like we landed on a new planet somewhere where they have new rules and things and we were all confused on what to do, you know. So if any of you listening out there, like uh, Veronica or I wonder if Susan's listening today or whatever, let us know what's kind of going on uh, in the change in your life and how you're how you're coping with it uh, because. Um, it's not so easy. I, in my regular, you know, I, I have a, a life between life. Uh, I'm a life between life facilitator with the Newton Institute, and I, <clears throat> I help people reach a deep state of trance or relaxation, or, uh, hypnosis, whatever you want to call it. It's just a very relaxed state, and in that state, we've discovered that um, you can easily uh, access uh, past lives, and then you can go on from there to where people go in between lives, which is heaven. Well. Um, the people that are coming to me now with their issues, we're getting a lot of answers to why they're having their issues. 
but still when the guides on the other side tell them what they need to do to clean up their life or to go through the change, um, they have to be the one to make the change. Exactly. So, right, Natasha, like when you're telling people. And so there's going to be some people out there that just, they don't have it in them to make the change. So they're just too set in their ways. But um, that's And why, that's, that's when the angels, I see them kind of doing this. It's yeah. like, you know, they just, you know, so we're human. Saw, I just saw a vision of people going down the drain, you know. <laughs> it's like. You know, instead of fighting to stay out of it. So, um, but the good news is, um, once you start change, even if you start and move an inch forward each day, just do a little bit of change. It starts, it's just like rolling a ball downhill. It's, it's really hard to push it first and you push it it's a little bit and a little bit. And pretty soon it starts getting a momentum of its own. And I've seen that with my clients. So once I get them to uh, just do some practical things, like I was talking to Natasha about a session I had today on a woman who had lost her job. Well, actually, she quit her job because it was a toxic environment. And, and she, uh, you know, she kind of she thought she made the wrong decision for a while. But now she's seeing it was the best thing she could have done. Mm -hmm. And so she was worried about getting another job. And so she was all down and depressed. And um, she just needed a. this is why, you know, even regular therapists, someone you can trust or like a life coach or like. Natasha does is what we try to get you to do is see your issue. And then we try to think of a practical way of just moving a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I got her to submit a resume and then she, she did that. And then she submitted a few more. And um, then she was scared about the interview. She goes, Oh my gosh. Cause she's, she is um, a beautiful human being and she's very, uh, she looks very frail cause she's, She's small size, uh, very feminine. And, um, uh, and so she says, people always don't look, don't take her seriously because she looks like she couldn't hurt a fly, you know, which she couldn't. Hey, but I know a lot of us short women, I wouldn't want to meet us in a dark alley. <laughs> right. Well, what she's, what she's, what she's finding out is because she's had tough women in her life. Uh, and they, they told her that, Hey, you're, you're too, you, you're not going to get along in life because you're too easygoing, uh, blah, 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 blah. But all that that happened and the abuse that she kind of suffered from not just her, her, uh, you know, the women close to her, but other relatives to her, it's actually turned her into a really tough cookie. So now she's uh, realizing that in the works that she's doing, she, and because it's going to be a tough population, she's a psychologist also, which is interesting. And she needs to be both soft and and hard in her in being a therapist. So um, we did a session today. We're in hypnosis where she went to um, uh, a beautiful island that we created, and mm -hmm. uh, it was an island where everybody comes in their best self and everything. Uh, no harm can come to you. It's a, just a place where you feel free, no problems, no worries. You can see everything from a higher viewpoint. And in that state, we had all these women that had been really mean to her, what she perceived as being mean to her in her life. And she one by one hugged them and thanked them for making her a tough cookie now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she says, even though it hurt, I know it was for good because she's really seeing that that's the lessons that she needed. But but still, right, Natasha, like sometimes, you know, even though you're going through that process, it still hurts your it hurts your feelings sometimes that people treat you mean. And it's that. So there's a little bit that needs to be fixed there, uh, along with uh, her uh, 
forgiving anybody. She said she felt so good, like um, with her mother and the different relatives, except one coworker. She said she felt on the other side, she felt like punching her, but, uh, but she didn't. <laughs> a little bit of turmoil in past lives, I would say. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, then after the session, we were talking about that one coworker that was so cruel to her that actually caused her to leave someone who spread rumors and lies that got toxic after a while that were not even true, that really hurt her deeply because she's not that kind of person uh, that this other person was trying to make everybody look at her as, you know. And um, she realized that when she left, all the, uh, she was working uh, in a prison as a, as a psychologist in a prison. And um, all of the officers and every there really came down hard on the other lady because uh, of, of what she caused her to quit her job because mm -hmm. the, the ripple the, effect was there. Yeah. So she got some of her karma back, but we said, we hope that maybe that other woman learned a lesson from it. Who knows if she did, but maybe going through that was a good thing for her too, to go through, you know? Well, that's, that's the thing that I have found and that, you know, looking at the broad picture of, of everyone here is, is that we have these life experiences and it may be, you know, that like some decisions that are being made, you know, it triggers the one that it affects, but it also triggers the one that, that did the decision, you know, yes. because of the fact that we both, everyone has, if we're interwoven, there's a lesson on both sides. Now, if that person is willing, the other person's willing to look at the lesson, it's a great partnership to move forward. That's why yeah. I can say that I'm still celebrating 30 years of marriage because the partner I have was willing to look at self. I was willing to look at self to move forward. Yeah. And as we go through life, because I know that, you know, that for me, the decisions being made lately really triggered a part of me and it triggered some of my past lives even. So with that, that, that as we're going through the soul triggers, and the triggers change. The tr the soul will trigger changes, and the changes will trigger the soul. So we're yeah. all kind of moving through these big, huge moments of figuring out where are we supposed to go with this. And yeah. I would say, the more you can look in the mirror and say, "What is this here to teach me?" The the greater this moment can be for us. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. That's that's a. Uh... That's a good point. And I was going to say, oh, um, also, too, um, when people are going through all this change, what I want to tell people is that as you change your outlook on things, as you start looking at things in a with a higher viewpoint, you become more spiritual in a sense. Um, things that you have in your life, there's going to be a lot of things you have in your life now that are going to just drop away. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of those are hurt. Sometimes it's relationships that go. Sometimes it's uh, uh, your work or, um, you know, friends that have been your friends for a while will all of a sudden not be your friend anymore. And you won't even know why. But it's because they don't fit. They don't fit in your in your new consciousness now. And so it's like spirit kind of cleaning house. Yeah. So it's difficult to go through the change. But when you know that you're going through these things because... Well, uh, okay, I'm trying to think of a common thing. Like, let's say you, you buy a brand new house somewhere and you're so excited about it, but then you got to move to that new house. <laughs> oh, that's, knows that, that's, a, that's an undertaking. Right. And so the process of moving is not any fun, but you have that, you have your eye on that new house, your new state of consciousness. And you know, when you get there, 
and you go through and you throw a lot of stuff to goodwill, you throw a lot of stuff out, you know, you realize how much junk you've accumulated, you know, which are, you know, the way you used to think about things, the way you looked at life that don't fit anymore because you've grown beyond that. So you just have to keep your eye on the goal and the goal is to get moved into that new house. And once you're there and you look back and you go, oh God, I'm so grateful for this new house. And it was so worth going through all the changes and everything I had to leave and give away and sell to get into this new house. Mm -hmm. I know. And then in your new house, you're going to start accumulating a lot of junk too <laughs> for, for your, for your next uh, thing. Yeah. And um, that's, that's the thing about life though, is, is that hopefully when we move into the new place, we can refresh in those new things that were supposed to come into our lives. Right. You know, there's yeah. a lot of us that are awakening our spirituality and we're finding that we're collecting things and, and we're moving through things. I know for me, like, the decision, and I'm just going to be bold here, the decision that Kevin McDonald did to not lo no longer be with Life Between Lives, now it's called um, The Dance of the Soul, right. that as we've been moving through this moment, I took this opportunity, even though I wasn't moving my house, but I rearranged my spiritual room. I also, uh, our screen door that was broken to the front door, we took that off had no front door for a while. So that was allowing energy to come in because I do feng shui. And then we got a new screen door, painted it, decided that the front door needed to be painted. And I also painted the back door because, you know, everything, because when we allow things in the front door, we have to allow things in the back door. We got to right. make sure it's clean and everything. And then the gift was, is that since the front door re represents new beginnings, we, um, my husband and I weeded and fluffed up and moved rocks around and, and did some good house cleaning in the front yard because I wanted new change to come in. I wanted new light to come in. Every ending is a new beginning, but sometimes when you work with new energies, like a new house, you could, it comes in easier when you open the door, freshen things up and say, I'm available. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know, I, this is just my take. I don't have, in our research, we've done at the Newton Institute. I don't know how this works, but it's just me just living for 70-something years now. And that's um, that's very valuable. Yeah. Um, it seems that we all go through initiations through our life. Um, and the, uh, a lot of times we're unaware of it. We just know that things change in our life. But what we're hoping, Natasha and I are hoping to do is to make everybody listening to this really start to realizing that you can learn to become more mindful of all of, of your spiritual side. And that, um, like what happened to me at one point was, uh, maybe I had talked about this before, but um, I started a spiritual path uh, that, that works for me, like everybody has one that works for them. Or if you don't, if you have a spiritual path not working for you, look around. There's a lot of them out there, you know, or just have your own spiritual path, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't need to have a particular religion or something to be the most beautifully spiritual person in the world. You just have to, in a sense, acknowledge, like, you know, you know acknowledge your guides. Like Natasha can just go, hmm, and Raphael's there or something, you know? <laughs> well, our guides are there too like that. So start, if you if you just, just mimic what you see uh, Natasha doing when she kind of looks up a little bit and just kind of look up a little bit and say, okay, 
Yeah, it depends on where they're coming from. Sometimes they're down because they're an animal oh. or a fairy or, or you know, the, or you know, it's like parents are more at eye level. Angels are more up. Okay. My dragons are more up too, but yeah. Okay. But however, in other words, just however you feel, look, you know, people are used to like looking up a little to the right to heaven or something and just say, guides, whoever you are, I'm going to begin to listen to you now. And I'm going to be open to that. And if I'm a little thick, if I'm a little thick up here for a while to hear you, please come to my dreams or in, you know, kind of whisper or give me that feeling that it's my intuition or something. And if you just start the dialogue again, it's just like moving forward a little bit. And I hear that when I've talked to beings on the other side, they're just waiting for you to, in a sense, look up and say, hey, I know you're there somewhere. Start working with me because they know that's the first big step of you. Of you. you have to be aware, you know, because I've heard it said that um, for most people, um, they miss about 98 percent of, of, of what the other side's trying to help you with because they're so closed off. But when yes. you open up. Then all of a sudden, you know, watch me dream. Well, for me, I woke up in a dream. Well, I took a dream class and I, I, I had to start learning about how to have how to uh, become aware that I was dreaming and become active with my dream world. Mm -hmm. And you can do that, too. All you have to do is as you go to sleep, you just say, God, I want to be aware of my dreams. I don't want to miss any any good stuff that's coming to my dreams. Please help me to remember to be aware of it. It may not happen the first night, but if you do that for a few weeks, uh, like with me, I think it was maybe six weeks it took me. And then all of a sudden I'm, uh, I, I wake up in the dream and I'm able to analyze the dream as it's happening, mm -hmm. you know, and I realize what's going on. So there are skills, you know, but I think uh, like Natasha will, will, will tell you, like she's helped me a little bit to realize that I have some abilities that she has, but I'm just not, I just wasn't looking for him. I haven't kind of tuned in. And I've really felt, Natasha, since you helped me with some stuff that I'm, I feel something, you know, <laughs> I can just. Sometimes it's just recognition. Sometimes yeah. it's just recognition. And once we practice that, that's why I tell people it's always a practice. You got to practice, you, right. Yeah, it's, it's that practice, like driving down the street and you ask, you know, your team or your body, can you give me a signal on if the person in front of me is going to take a right turn or a left turn? And you kind of do that little dance. But Veronica had a comment here. Yeah. Um, many, my many changes in life, Many, many changes in life, sorry. Uh, I've learned patience and more compassion. And I've also learned when someone is trying to trigger my emotions. Wow, that's yes. a big one. That is a big one right there. That's huge. That's huge. And I can tell you that that once you get there, you're doing <laughs> It's like, <laughs> hallelujah, oh, wow. girl. Hallelujah. Well, just think of the damage that is done to the world when people's emotions are triggered and they don't have, they don't have that awareness that their, that their emotions are being triggered and mm -hmm. they just go with that emotion. Oh my gosh. So much abuse is done to people in our lives that we love. And that, um, that's the same thing I had to become aware of, but it took me, uh, I had anger, as I mentioned on the show before, you know, when I was, well, all, all until I was in my early forties, I had anger issues where, when, when I felt like, ugh, you know, like, you know, that emotion of we get so angry or something and, and I, I would feel like I was going to die 
because I just I couldn't handle the emotion, and so I would you know I would yell and scream and throw things, and that's how I, that's how I, like a pressure cooker, how I, mm-hmm. you know, how I let the pressure off. But in doing that, I I you know I hurt the feelings of a lot of people, <laughs> and I had a lot of hole a lot of holes in the walls to patch, you know. <laughs> I mean, oh man. I know. You know I actually posted about that last night because I do inspirational quotes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the the quote, the post was is that I was talking with someone the other day and talking about being triggered and getting into the ugh moment right away. And yes. I kind of, I gave an example of is that when you get to that point where you can practice it, you kind of just, you can start maybe saying, oh, sorry, caught me in a moment. Let's start over again. Hi, how are you? What can I help you with? Because this person's yeah. in service. And, and so it's just that moment of just practicing. And once we get to that, oh, I am being triggered. I am being triggered. I talked about actually being triggered in my and and um, life clarification show last Wednesday because of go, we're all getting triggered about things and and it's amazing what our soul really wants us to learn in this life. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes it's just p- patience and calmness for self. You know, sometimes it is that wait a minute, I'm here to give the support, like I told this person, you know, if you start doing that, can you imagine how many people would hear, oh, I can restart over when I get angry, or oh, things happen, I can just start over, and how did I feel about that? You know, maybe they may not have that recognition, but there's a pattern that once we start learning things, it's amazing the ripple effect that comes through, you know, our lives, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, I um, the first thing, and uh, and and just like Veronica was saying about, is this realization that you're being triggered? To us, what they would do, and we can see, but like my hands are just like, Ugh. yeah. This is what this is the trigger that we created in the class that I went to for three years, was when you <laughs> when you feel your body feeling like this, we called it fatal peril. In other words, in your subconscious, it's like there's so much energy in here that you're your subconscious thinks it's never going to end. It's never going to stop in, until you do something, you know? So once we learned that as we started getting angry and we could feel this feeling that slowed things down so that we realized that we had now to make a choice. Okay. You're feeling this way. Are you going to just be angry and do something that you're going to regret later? You're going to hurt somebody and say something that you don't want to say, or are you going to deal with your feelings of what maybe that triggered that and, and deal with it. But it's having that second or two head start that you realize, <laughs> Oh, I'm about to get angry. Yes. Because, you know, people would always say, Oh, my, my, my husband pushed my button or my, well, my wife, she just pushed my button. You know, like we have buttons on us that they push and we just react, but that's what it feels like because we've, we've, we're, we were brain dead as far as realizing and being in touch with our emotions. So, you know, once we realize we don't have any buttons, nobody's pushing our buttons. What they're trying to do is they're trying to evoke something in us. And we're aware of that. Then you can't have the excuse anymore. Oh, I don't have to be responsible for what I said because she pushed my button and I just reacted that way. We know then if we decide to be angry, that we actually made a decision to be angry and to say that. And we can't. It, it's a pattern. It's a comfort yeah. zone. It's it's a it's a routine. It's it's one of those things because I know for me that uh, people who have triggered 
sometimes it's a something that that person, it, let's say a coworker, had the same lilt to their voice or the same um, same tone to their voice that a family member who was kind of abusive to me, you know? Yeah. And so then I would be triggered. And why wouldn't I like that person? That person's been nice to me. But they got that, that, <laughs> that tone. But yet that trigger that that coworker had was actually a gift to release the angst, the energy, the, the hurt that the, that the family member did later, earlier, you know, oh, that boy, it, yeah. it, it, you know, it's one of those things, but that's where things <clears throat> flow into our life to trigger us to, to get into the, like the observation I would have just a quick little go back to the session you had. So with her, it was this whole experience could have been about finding her new empowerment. It's not being powerful. It's about the empowerment. It's about, I can stand on my own two feet. Just like this whole experience with things stirring around my business, instead of tiptoeing, trying to be nice, gentle, and, and like take other people's perspectives more than mine, it's like, yeah. no, I'm going to stand on my own two feet, care deeply, but be empowered at the same time. And there's that fine line between the wibbly curve of of learning your empowerment but it's that finding that and that's what our souls are really want us to do it's not about being powerful it's about being empowered empowered and it's that that inner growth and when when we're getting there that's a lot of our life stories yeah is how to how to stop what other people have told us so we can become our greater selves yeah, and, and none of this comes without work. I mean, uh, they, they had a saying in the in that anger management class I went to for three years, and the saying that the public has or that a lot of wives have about their husbands is once an abuser, always an abuser, you know? And, and there's truth to that in a sense mm -hmm. that if you don't retrain your subconscious and you don't do some work, you're going to react the same way all the time because that's just how you're trained to react, okay? Yeah. So you have to be aware of that. And then it takes some, some work and some conscious change and it takes screwing up. Sometimes uh, we would have a, uh, what I really liked was in that class that we went to, they would have us make an agreement. Every time that started, we would go through a few agreements and it would say, I agree to not be abusive to myself or others. Uh, you know, I would agree either verbally, physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, all we go through all the different types of abuse. And then they would say at the end, it says, if I do break that agreement, then the next time I come to class, I'm willing to remake the agreement again. So it, it allowed us to be human, allowed us to goof up a little bit here and there. Uh, and uh, but knowing that we were really trying and that we would keep making that agreement. And it just kept making us more uh, conscious of our actions during the week, mm -hmm. you know, of who we, who we got mad at or not. Um you know, what was really sad was, is one of the instructors that was there who um, he had he had uh, been an angry person and he had gone through three years of training uh, and overcame. At least he thought he had done that to become an instructor. We went in one night and they had a, a different instructor there. And he says, well, what happened to so and so? You know, and they said, didn't you hear he got killed this week? And what happened? He was driving cab and there was a young man in the back that when he dropped him off and the young man says, I'm not paying you, old man. And he, he got mad and, and started yelling at the guy in the back. And the kid pulled out a gun, shot him dead. 
you know. So it just showed that, that you know, when you 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 let it go, oof, you know. But um, we all learn from that, you know. It's like this is serious business. We have to. This is for the rest of your life now. And mm-hmm. I would say, in the last, um, let's see, forty-two, almost. Oh my God, almost <laughs> thirty years now since I've been through that. I think I've lost it maybe three times in 30 years, you know, and, uh, and then I, 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 oh man, one of the times I felt it wasn't even as bad as I used to be, but it, it, because I felt that anger and I let it go through and said some, some unkind things to someone that I cared about, man, I just hurt for weeks after that because of what I did, you know, I just, it just went, oh, you know, so I know that it works and I know people can do that. And, so changing spiritually, okay, me dealing with my anger's issues up to my, my aware, spiritual awareness because, you know, once I became mindful of my actions and how they deal with others and I started choosing to not uh, hurt others, I choose to not do that. Uh, boy, I mean, I, for a while there, I felt like, uh, like, a, saint, like a saint, you know. I, was, I felt I had a halo around my head because I was, I was doing that. But you also found probably in the that walk that there's a lot of synchronicities that happened. You oh, felt yeah. more in rhythm with things. You felt more enlightened with things. And and that's the thing about life is, is that when we start doing the interactions of the the dance, that's why it's called the dance of soul, yeah. because that's the interactions of the dance. What are we going to do to try to do better? And we're never innocent. Yeah, no. You know, and I can go back to my husband becoming sober. I had to change just as much as he did because of patterns we set up to each other. And there's times where even though he hadn't drank for three years, he went into a dry drunk, it's called. And he had some of the same emotions, the same triggers, the same stories, the same emotions. And how was I going to change how I interacted with it so that he can come out of the dry drunk faster? So as we go through life and as we navigate through life, you know, I'm so grateful that there was a tool that I was given. I don't know when it was given, but observer. And being the observer of life, it really helps me to say, okay, let me do this a little differently so that we can help everybody else do different or ouch, that hurt. Yeah. That emotion happened. Yeah. That's getting triggered. Okay. How can I work with this to do better? How can I help this? Oh, wait a minute. Time to come out of the cave. I get it. Okay. Let's move forward. You know, we have these moments where, and we're all getting this woken up. And I can say that the people who are going through grief right now, my love goes to you. My love truly goes to you because these these moments of grief, especially being hit today in these days, we're all, it's not like a normal grief. You don't have the comfort zone of life being every day like it's been. We're actually getting into everyday life again, but it's really shooken up. So how are we supposed to even know what is grief and what is grief? You know, because sometimes we have grief that our life isn't the same way. You know, so the grief that we have right now is pretty huge. Even for those of us who had always a job to do, we always were doing things, but things are still different. The interaction is still different. The, the way that we're, we're navigating with people is different. And 
you know, that's part of that soul waking up is learning where our energy is and how it affects others. Just like us wearing a mask or not wearing a mask and how is our voice, our, our, our breath going to other people is just like our energy. Yeah. So what advice, what's some, just some basic advice, Natasha, you would give to somebody that's going through a tough issue in their life and they're feeling a lot of, um, a lot of emotional pain, um, you know, um, what would you say to somebody like that? If just the, just the basics, you know, as far as getting them through the day, you know, or giving them a higher perspective of this emotional pain they're feeling and how to deal with it. The perspective that I can give to somebody is, is that once you become friendly with those emotions, I'm not going to say that they have to be your best friend. I said, friendly. Okay. <laughs> you know, like I tell the kids on the playground, we don't have to be friends, but we can sure be friendly with them. So, yeah, okay. And then finding out, am I angry? Am I hurt? Am I excited? Because there's sometimes guilt about being excited about something happening. You know, that, that there's some people where it's like, Oh, somebody died. Yeah, that means my life is a lot better now, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and they feel that guilt, you know? Yeah. It's okay to feel guilt. It's okay to feel that. Now, do you have to spread it around the world? You have to tell everybody, no. This is about sitting with self and, and negotiating those. And if you need to, write something down. Because a lot of times, getting those, in, those feelings for out there does help. And That's I can say that, that when we're doing something mental, try to do something physical. Like for me, I was going through something very emotional. I was very triggered the last this last week. Well, it was a new moon, so it's always triggering me. That, that as we go through things, I did a lot of things physical. Like I painted my front doors. I rearranged some things. I did some applications in life. And when we can do those, you know, times to think about something, but do something physical, go for a walk, you know, hug a pillow, uh, you know, watch a TV show that is more positive. Sometimes I watch the Hallmark Channel because even though somebody goes through something negative, it's, huh. it's not heavy. It's not, it's not, you know, that kind of thing. And so another thing for me, putting on music makes me dance. I cannot not dance. And so for me, getting physical dancing, like there was a hard time that I had and, um, and uh, Madonna came out with Confessions of the Dance Floor. And it was about gaining my empowerment. And I was so much in the need of gaining my empowerment. And so I danced my way into empowerment. Finding those things that can you can support yourself. But first off, you got to find out where you're at. You got to find out where you're at, which is that yeah. personal. What are you being triggered with? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Because anger is the first reaction. But you got to go behind the wall and start asking, oh, you know, because sometimes like this last week, it was my inner child, my little girl that was going, but what about me? Yeah. What about you? Let's get moving. Well, those are those are very practical. I mean, I, I really like your first one and it really helped me a lot. And that's to write stuff down, you know, write down how you're feeling, why you're feeling. And because when you 
it, there's something to that that's very therapeutic, you know, where you get it out of your mind and get it on the paper. And then you can kind of look at it and say, wow, this is me right now, you know, mm-hmm. in the paper there. And, um, and then also too, um, do the best you can to get rid of the victim mentality, you know, yes. that all this is being done to punish you. All this is being done, you know, um, even if you're, even if you're um, balancing out some old karma that you have, you know, it can be painful a little bit, but in a sense, it's a joyful pain because you realize that you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. making up for it. like a, like a, a kid that, act, that that throws a baseball through a neighbor's window and then, you know, uh, he's mowing lawns for a couple of weeks to pay for the window and he's hot and sweaty. But there's something about that, that even though it's hot and sweaty and it's a little bit painful to go through, he's feeling good because he's making restitution for something that he did. Yeah. You know? So exactly. it, it's just the way you want to look at things. Um, I'm just amazed that somehow people, uh, some of my clients that have had the most horrific things happen to them in their life, and they've remained a uh, loving, joyful, kind person through the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's easy to go through, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a box, you know, if you have two boxers boxing, wow, the other guy's punching, it hurts. But hey, you 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 agreed to come into this fight, you know. You agreed to take the punches and to punch back and do what you can. So exactly, you know, we all agreed to this kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. So but, and 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 I wanted to add too that if you can have the perspective, and this is very difficult. Every ending is new beginning. So for me, in in one sentence, I said, "Ouch, that hurt." Where am I going to go now? Ouch, that hurt. Where am I going to go now? You know, it's that. It's that mentality of, of acknowledging the, 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 you know, the, the moment <laughs> and then saying, okay, here I'm available. Let's move on. And yeah. if we can just do something like that, it, it's, it, it's much easier. So Kathy made a comment here. Thank you, Kathy, for watching. Uh, soul contracts, agreements to assist each other, yet not always fun. <laughs> yes, you're right, Kathy. Yeah, we found out in the, in the Newton Institute research uh, that we've done and people getting people on the other side, experiencing the afterlife and then finding out what they found out. We found out that sometimes your soulmate, the person you're closest to in heaven or the one you love spending your life with, will sometimes agree to come down and... and and be your toughest partner you ever had, you know, uh, all for the purpose of helping you wake up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know of a person we had on the other side. She didn't have, um, she didn't have her what you consider soulmate, and she's always searching in this life for, for her lover, her soulmate, the person who she could just be madly in love with. She did a life between life session, and she found out he's on the other side, and he said, uh, sweetheart. You forgot, you, you don't realize that we decided this time you're coming down by yourself because you were getting too codependent on me in other lifetimes and you needed to learn to be a strong woman and you needed to learn to take care of yourself. So as much as that felt bad for her, like, oh my God, I'm not going to find him in this lifetime. It made her feel good that she realized what was going on and she realized how strong of a person and how resilient she is and everything. Uh, and he did tell her on the other side, he says, you know, your life there, it's going to be a blip in the, as far as eternity goes. And you'll be back up here and we're going to try another life together now that you're stronger. 
and we're going to have a you know we're going to have better relationships and everything so sometimes uh your soulmate or the person that gives you the hardest time or cares about you the most could be a coworker that uh, that you can't get along with or a boss or a neighbor mm -hmm. you know you never know so uh, that's why exactly. you got to be kind to everybody or to find out this neighbor that you can't stand because they don't like your cat or they don't like it that your your fences your fence is two inches on their property and they won't let you forget it or something. You know, they're yep. something. I always said that, and this is was my goal that two strong pillars make a great relationship. You yes. know, that you can't I spent a lot of my relationship like this, leaning over, trying to make someone else happy. Well, the better I became stronger, the more stronger my partner came and we created a great foundation. Kathy had more. <laughs> you got the one dead on Regan. <laughs> Loving buckers. <laughs> yeah. See, and we're this is the attitude you have to have. We all know we've had those tough people, and we're 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 here on the show laughing about it because we know how difficult it is, and how they, you know. But but somehow, <sighs> you know, they're teaching us something. You know. Yep. You know, I mean, I've said it on the show a few times before, but I, I it bears worth repeating. Like uh, one of the uh, one of the w women, um, it was in the afterlife, and she was um, uh, found out. She her her purpose for being alive now was to learn patience. And then, uh, you know, we I asked her. She said, "Well, how long?" I said, "How long have you been working on patience?" And she said, 500 years." You know. <laughs> So, you know, don't, you know, if you fuse with with your nemesis, your adversary once in a while, you lose your temper, just get back up on your horse and move forward. You know, forgive yourself for being human and uh, just try not to uh, try your best to not do it the next time. Because we're always going to have that because we're always learning, mm -hmm. you know. So, well, like for me, you know. I may not seem like one that gets angry, but the other day I went upstairs and I looked in the mirror and I screamed. I screamed and I was pissed. And then I went and, and, and you know, stomped a couple times. I didn't do it with the person. And then I started asking, going, what can I do different? What can this interaction be doing different? So I got rid of the emotion safely. And then I started asking, what can I do different? And then I ended up texting and and you know saying you know to get clarity because i've learned you have to have clarity to know the answer and and with all that different stuff but we got to acknowledge that emotions are going to pop up anger is part of life like you were talking about how you know it's recognizing it it's okay to be angry it's what we do with it is the problem you know right. many times that we don't wait for the trigger to leave we got to sometimes wait for the trigger to leave before we can say, ah, you know? Yeah. People think that you have to eliminate anger in your life. No, that's never going to happen because that's what we signed up for is to have the full range of emotions as human beings. It's just how you deal with it. And that's how you yeah. deal with it. And mm -hmm. the timing, it's the timing of dealing with it. Sometimes we can't deal with emotions right away. And I can tell you me being good friends, with my emotions, there's a lot of times where an emotion will pop up and I can tell it, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to get pulled over before we <laughs> navigate this. I pull over in the car and then we have a talk. 
that yeah. anger, frustration, sadness, or whatever, because it knows it's going to be heard. A lot of times when we have our anger, when we have our sadness, when we have, um, when we have the frustration or the, the, the victimness, you know, talk with it and see because the more that we can find out where it's coming from it's like talking with a friend i know that people are going how do you talk about that an emotion what i do is is that you you talk with you you say okay fear why are you here and the first thing you hear it's ex it's a very first thing you hear because i'm not getting my way okay you know why aren't you getting your way because i just am not well how can we manage that how can I get you to where you know that you're understood? And just even having that conversation sometimes can kind of, instead of always being this peak that goes up to be a volcano, sometimes it can be a rumbling earthquake. You know, it's just instead of the volcano. And, and we're just in this moment where, where we're all feeling these emotions. They're out there. I'm so grateful actually that it's summertime so that we can, so in the Northern hemisphere that we can be outside and, and express some of these emotions that we're going through as we're waking up. Yeah. And, and cause you know, we were going through a lot of, um, of soul searching in the winter time and you living down in California, you have kind of a, 12, 12 months a year where you can be out and about. Yeah, we but do. But up here in the Northwest, when we were socked in because of the weather, we had some wind and rain days where it was like, I ain't going out to even the store and I need milk really bad. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just one of those things that we have these moments to say, close in, get to know yourself a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I was just noticing on my iPhone here, it says I have 8% left. So if somehow if I disappear, you'll be able to, you'll probably have to finish the last 10 minutes yourself. <laughs> I tried to plug it into my charger. I brought my phone charger with me, but it's broken. Oh and, no. Yeah. It won't even light up. So, um, you know, I just want to let you know, I didn't just, you know, disappear. <laughs> I still got 7% now. So probably enough for three or four more minutes. But, okay, um, so why don't we tell, because um, we don't have to go the full hour either. So, Regan, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, to the regulars listening to the show, you know that I'm a, a Life Between Life facilitator, therapist with the Newton Institute. Uh, and um, uh, what I do is uh, help people, my clients, achieve a deep state of trance or relaxation, which most people can reach. And in that state, we've discovered that everybody can um, easily go to a past life and then uh, see yourself pass away, turn around. There's a guide or an angel there. And then we uh, have you go to the afterlife where you have a list of prepared questions about your current life that you can get answered in that. And there's so much more. There's about seven or eight different stations we've we've over there. We've pretty much mapped out a good portion of the this level of heaven or whatever it is. Uh, that they're allowing people to go to now. So, you know, if you know of anybody that um, is open to this sort of thing, uh, it can be done on Zoom even. Uh, we, Because of COVID, we found out that this, this process is so easy. We've been uh, doing Zoom sessions and they've been wonderful. Uh, or it can be in person. You know, I could refer you to somebody that's in your area to see in person. There's 250, I thought it was 250, but it's 215 of us uh, in 46 countries now that are doing this research into the afterlife. Uh, and I also do on Zoom regular therapy for fears, phobias, uh, uh, stress, 
um, you know, depression, uh, you know, addictions, that sort of thing. So I have a regular practice there too. Uh, if you have a relative has some, you know, maybe this is too far out for some of your relatives or but friends that they just need help, I can help them. So, and then uh, Natasha, now you're at Angelic Clarifications, right? Yes, I am. And and I, I'll continue on after okay. you drop off. You probably want to keep some of your phones for, for connecting with well, your... you're very kind there. It's down to 6% now. It just came up on their scoring. And as I'm watching, it's like, Okay. Uh -huh. like so I'll stay off. on and I'll, I'll explain where I'm at, but, but, you know, keep some of your phones so you can get a hold of your, of your, uh, your next yeah, journey in life. I might need that and if I'm, and if remember I'm... what we talked about oh, yeah, and, and whatever works. Okay. Well, I want to say thank you guys for listening to the show and contributing today. It was nice to hear from you guys and hope to, that, uh, that you chime in the next, next week. Okay. Thanks, okay. Natasha. Bye, Regan. See you later. Okay, guys. Hello. <laughs> this is called what life is about, and and with ever so um. So here, uh, Kathy said, "I will send long distance Reiki if you desire." So, uh, Kathy is a great healer, and she will help out Bev also. So, just one. So, Bev, um, Bev. Well, Regan was trying to to come off. So Bev asked, Natasha, can you please send positive vibes? Um, I desperately will. And if you need to contact me after the show, I'm available. And we can talk for a few minutes and I can help you. Uh, and then, uh, so then I sent her, I will, Bev. And then Kathy sent, um, I will send you long distance Reiki. So thank you. This is what I love about being on YouTube. And if anybody's watching, please um, like the page, you know, or whatever you're, you're going to do or become a subscriber, because I love that we can become a community. I, that's the way that I, my whole intention about this is, is that, that this Regan and I, and even on my life clarification show that we are here to support you, you going through the change. I know I go through my change and I know I have teams. I mean, I have, I have them all around, you know, just like I, I lit a candle for my team that helps me every day. And, and those moments we're in help us go through things. And, and that's why Regan and I, even though the show was to come to an end, we decided to keep it going because of the fact that this is about making and helping life do better. That's that helping the soul's triggers navigate through the triggers of the soul. We're always going to be going through things. We're always going to be human. We have these emotions. We have these things that are happening. And the more support we can have, the more graceful it might be, the more at ease it might be. We're never alone. And Bev, I want to call you out here. You're never alone. Please just reach out. There's these moments in life that are just, they take the floor out from underneath us. They literally take the floor out from underneath us. And as we go through life, like I had a friend that was posting about how she found two baby birds on um, in her driveway and they fell out of the nest or something happened. And she tried to support them. They even opened their eyes and were chirping and then they passed. We're trying so hard to support, and what a life-altering moment for her. That that 
you you try to reach out, you try to do your better, and life still says, eh. <laughs> eh. you tried, you tried. We'll, we'll have you try again later, you know, but that's life. And we're never going to be who we always want to be in every moment. I want you to know, though, that our soul, over the collective years, collective lifetimes that we've been in, that they all add up to this moment. Everything adds up to what we're doing in this moment. Every experience, every lesson, every moment, everything brings us up to this moment. And as we work through it, and as we go through things, it's amazing how it can process through it. So giving you an example is, is that every time that I was poisoned, my neck cut off, I was hung, um, I hung someone else, I, I poisoned someone else, all these things. Well, in this lifetime, I struggled with food, liking food, having, I'm not a foodie at all. You know, if my husband says, I'm really hungry for pizza, I say, I'll have celery and peanut butter. <laughs> I don't care. Just give me something. You know, that as we work through life and as we go through life, the thing is though, I'm recognizing all that and I'm asking for those lifetimes to heal so that I can navigate with this one. Having my body be healthy, my, my new knowings be healthy. I can also tell you that my parents passed away and in the family of colon cancer and things like that. So I'm done with that story. I'm trudging a new path, which is also dealing with food about how I digest my life, how we're navigating through life. So with that, past lives have interacted with us. Past life of this lifetime has interacted with us. So how can we collect all this to move forward? How can we collect all these knowings in us that can move forward so that we can be our better selves? Because life is about digesting our food. Life is about digesting our life. Life is about recognizing where we're at. Oh crap, that really hurt. That really hurt. And like I gave the perspective to someone that, you know, I feel like that a lot of us are going through the graduation ceremony, even though we thought that we were only sophomores and we weren't going to graduate for two years. So we were told, okay, we're done with what we're doing. We're kicked out of the room. You're graduated in life, metaphorically. Kicked out of the room. Kicked out. The door slammed behind us and we look back and the party's still going on. And we're standing out there alone because we're going through those kinds of changes. We're going through those changes that the universe is saying, you've got it. You have it. You've got that knowledge. You just got to remember to trust yourself, to know that everything is going forward. And when we can do that, when we can manage with that, when we can hug that and say, oh, God, this is really scary. You know, like me doing the show for the first time, you know, with Regan. You know, I had not even had somebody else on my, uh, my stream yard. So I was like, how do I email? How do I do this? Well, instead of standing in fear like I used to, I decided hmm, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust. <laughs> I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust. 
because a lot of my past lives right now have been about staying in that cave, staying closed up. I can't do it, not going to do it, not going to show my light. No, this lifetime, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do what I can do. And if we can do that, like Bev, my love goes to you. You know, depending on what it is, and I feel like that it's 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 going to be this life-altering experience for you where your floor is coming out from underneath you. That know that if you if trusting the step, just remember that sometimes if we take that half step, sometimes that next decision can help us be made. It can help us make the next decision. That half step can lead us to another new knowledge to help us make a decision for the next half step. And as we go through that, knowing that too, that a lot of us are saying, saying goodbye to loved ones. And as we say goodbye, I want you to know that they have love with them. They're not alone. And actually, <laughs> more than not, most of them are saying, I'm so grateful to be free from that sickened body. And I love you. I know when I had to say goodbye to my dad, I actually had him around me more for a while than I had when I had to drive to Seattle and I was an hour and a half away. So with that, my love goes to you. These life-altering experiences we're going through are shaking us up to find our truer selves. So it's time for us not to tiptoe through life. It's about time to put our feet on the floor and just say, ouch, that hurt. This hurts. I'm grieving. I'm in the moment of grief. I don't know what to do. Okay, who can I talk to that's safe? How can I manage this? How can I be vulnerable in the moment that I'm in right now so I can hold on? So I can hold on. So with that, since we already said goodbye to Regan, <laughs> we're coming up on the hour. And I'm so excited. Thank you, everyone who is watching today. And I hope that whoever watches in the future can know that we are here, going to be here Mondays at 4 Pacific p.m. Pacific time. And I'm on Angel uh, Life Clarifications, which I talk about just basic human life things and how to manage through them, what is going on. And sometimes the story is going to kind of continue over into the next <laughs> Wednesday. We never know. So please interact, engage. Please come and so you can be live. So maybe you can have a, a ask a question and interact. Also know that I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, which I do inspirational quotes daily, Sunday, actually Monday through Friday, but it's Sunday night through Thursday night. And know that <laughs> I'm actually going to be doing some goofy videos with my gargoyles. I hope that you enjoy them. I'm kind of being vulnerable and putting them out there. And <laughs> I'm hoping that they will be helpful. So with that, that please reach out. You can reach me at um, angelicclarifications.com or you can reach me at natasha at angelicclarifications.com. And remember, please, I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, all have Natasha Venter, uh, you know, 96 and 11 and that kind of thing. So it's just finding me and I'm on YouTube. Everything is there, inspirational quotes and videos. Please call me up for a session if you're in need. And 
if we're going through these life altering experiences, just please reach out because you just never know how I can help you, even if you cannot afford a session. My love to you. Please be, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm hearing a card. I'm hearing a card. Animal, animal, animal. I do this on life clarifications. <laughs> so, so Sue says, thank you, beautiful soul. Thank you, Sue. You, you too are a beautiful cell. And then uh, Kathy says, thank you, Natasha. Blessings with each explorer into our new, yeah. Oh, blessings. I said, I can tell you that as we're all going through life-altering changes and our floors are coming out from underneath us, guess what's being, being built? Being built as a new floor, a new foundation, and it's going to be stronger than it was before. So if you trust the rebuilding process, our newer floor, our newer foundation, and our newer walls, guess what? We can have a house that we're going to like. We're going to have a house, metaphorically, that we like. If we trust this new beginning. If we trust the wisdom of moving forward. And as I'm, it's the animal cards. Boop, 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 boop. There's one that's, there's one that's screaming at me. Oh. It's an empty card. What a gift. What a gift. You know why? People might think, oh, an empty card. There's nothing there. Nothing's helping me. Oh, no, 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 no. It's telling me to tell you. It's telling me to tell you that pay attention to the animals around you. Like Sue, I noticed that you had a bunny the other day on, on Facebook. So bunny rabbits, new bunny rabbit. You can put a bunny rabbit here for your new, new helper. It is about um, jumping into new. It's the newness of, of life. It's the newness of, of expiration. It's the, um, what are you going to chew and nibble? Because rabbits like to eat, right? They like to eat. Oh, they're prosperous too with, with new babies. And so what are you going to do to multiply your life? What are you going to do with everything that's going on? So with that, Pay attention to the birds. I've had crow flying around me a lot lately, so that's about the magic in life. They're also smart, so use my smarts to get me through where I'm going to go. What animal, what bird, oh, dragonfly. A lot of people are seeing dragonflies lately. That's about the magic. Where are we going? It's about past lives coming up to support you. They're also about the dragons. The dragons are here to support us, roar, to fight, to be. So the dragons, the dragons. I have my, my altar for dragons is over on my, this shoulder. It's opposite in, in um, StreamYard. So with that, look around you. Who's flying? Butterflies. The white moth. The white moth is around a lot of people lately. So the white moth is about whiteness. It's about purity. The moth is about how can we go through the darkness into the light. The moth also is about... Um, you know, moths have that dust on top of them to help them fly. So it's about that, um, about having the coating of protection so we can fly. <laughs> you never know what it's going to be. So pay attention to the animals because you got uh, you got your universe helping you out. My love to you. So uh, Sue says, I had synchronicity today with metaphorical and literally hugs from the universe. Thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. Kathy also said, um, two hands clapping, unlimited possibilities. Yes. 
<laughs> Kathy and I have been helping each other go through this new normal that we're going through. Trust the foundation being rebuilt, new foundation being built. Because the house has to be torn down sometimes to get the rebuilding. And that's metaphorically. My love to everyone and trust. Please trust. Half a step, an inkling of the toes can get us to a little bit further into our future that helps us make decisions. Blessings to you. Natasha at angelicclarifications.com.